0: and to culture podcast. I'm your host Jason. And I'm your co-host Luke. How you going buddy? Tired mate, tired. I'm enjoying oh, this I'm... beverage that I've got here. <laughs> I didn't get one. I had a cup of tea just before you came on so
1: no, it'd be bit weird to go from beer tea to back to beer. So. Yeah no point chopping and changing like that that's for sure. No I've got um, what have I got three fingers of whiskey, a bit of cordial and some soda water. Oh, nice, <laughs> bit and of a weird, weird cocktail that I've got going on, but there's about 600 mils of it in total there, and I plan to enjoy it all before the end of this podcast.
0: Yeah, I um, I saw uh, Doc Merton, yeah, um, I was chatting with him on Instagram. He got some of that Dugate whiskey. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of maybe dabbling and getting a little bottle of that for myself, a nice single malt whiskey and mm. sucking on that on the podcast, I reckon, so...
1: I'm a whiskey man. And I'm almost out. I think I've only got like maybe a quarter of a bottle left. And Same here. i got hitting. a
0: few other ones there, but that, I reckon that one could be just a, just a non ice one, I reckon.
1: Yeah. Oh, if you get a nice whiskey, then it's definitely worth doing that to, to a nice whiskey. This is just a Shivers Regal 12 year, which some people will probably say is sacrilege to mix that as well, but that's not a nice whiskey to me. Yeah, I've got the, I think I've, I've got a bottle of that in the cupboard as well, I think.
0: so. Yeah, that's a mixing whiskey. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, no, you've had a big day, mate. Got the keys.
1: Got the keys. Got the keys. Started moving in about, uh, well, the settlement all went through at about 2.30. And as yep. soon as that, as soon as we got the call, I was in the van and up there with the first load. So, Because <laughs> yeah. you loaded the van up
0: already, didn't you? So you just go straight up there.
1: Yep. Yep. So yeah, spent the afternoon unloading that in my wife's car and figuring things out and kind of laying out a bit of a floor plan in the lounge room of where everything's going to go. And we essentially just got like sticky tape or or masking tape rather, and kind of just did like a rough layout and measurement of where all the TV cabinet and dining table and all that sort of gear is going to go. So we know what's happening. Geez, that's not a bad idea. Never thought of that. Yeah. Then not masking tape. Tomorrow we're off to IKEA to do a click and collect. So we'll go and pick up pretty much all our gear or a good chunk yep. of it and take that back up. But yeah, I'll, I'll take another load up on the way up. Um, and this load as well. I'm actually going to start taking up some some reptile racks, so get that all prepped. So the couple how of how's am- it looking space wise
0: with your measurements.
1: I'm not going to lie; it's a little tighter than what I thought, so it's going to be a yeah. bit of a juggling act. And I have had to change around a couple of plans in how I was planning to lay things out, but you know that's all right. I'll adapt; it's all good. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm even just walking around outside. Like I kind of forgot how big those courtyards are. So, yeah right. Oh, that's good. Going to have a bit of space outside, which will be nice, especially if we do end up with, you know, a young kid or something like that down the line. And it gives them somewhere to run around in. A little bit of space out
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you sent me the video. It looks, um, I reckon it's honestly probably close to the same size, if not bigger than my my joint. I reckon.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about it like that, hey.
0: Yeah, because it's three bedroom, isn't
1: it? Yeah, three bedroom. Yeah. Or one bedroom, two herb rooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> two dog houses. Yeah, I think that's what they're, everyone is referring them for, referring them to. Dog houses. Uh, two rooms for you to go bunker in when you're in trouble, mate. Yeah, it's probably going to be pretty often in my case, but you know, keep coming home, going, "Hey, I just spent fifty bucks on another book. That's it. Off to your room." <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I'm going through that at the moment. Keep buying books. <laughs> You've got a pretty big <laughs> stack behind you already. What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been um, going through and chucking them all on that um, that app and just getting a nice little catalogue going so I can see what I've got, what I need, what I what I've, you know, gotta gotta get more of, don't have enough of, what bits of ones I'm missing from certain volumes and series of magazines and whatnot. So going through, been doing that. It's been fun. It's been good flicking through some of the books because I've just had them sitting in boxes for a while. So,
1: When you do finally get them all set up onto a bookshelf, are you going to actually put them all on the bookshelf or are you going to have like your doubles and stuff still in crates?
0: I don't know yet. I've been trying to think about that. I don't know whether to keep the doubles just in like storage inside crates so nothing happens to them. They just have ones that I'll, I'll, I'll read on the bookshelf, yeah. so to speak. That way nothing gets damaged. But... I um, Cause it'd yeah, be, pretty,
1: sure. be pretty boring just having a full bookshelf of Danny Brown's books, wouldn't it? <laughs> I do have a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's been sending me photos and I've been absolutely laughing at it because there's been you know like four of this book, five of this book. <laughs> like, I don't know how many copies you actually need of everything, but uh, you gotta make sure they don't,
0: don't disappear, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very true, very true. I'm holding on to mine for dear life now,
0: yeah. But um, no, on the uh, one of those Facebook pages, one of the, I think one of the guys, I think it's Nigel, I think his name is, Nigel I think he just Bauer. buys, yeah, he just buys ten copies like of a book as soon as it comes out. I'm like, that's a smart man. I'm only at two copies when they come out, but yeah, you know, ten's ten's pretty good. But I don't know if I could justify that to the missus. So.
1: I had to laugh because I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got one copy of Scott's new book. You've got two copies of Scott's new book and then Nigel had like a full shelf of them pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the way to do it. It's a lot of money though.
0: Oh, definitely. But um, no, I need to get a few of the um, older coggers and and that kind of stuff. I've got a couple of them, a couple of doubles and there's still a few of them that I don't have. I want to try and get the whole lot of all the coggers. That's probably my next thing
2: Mm.
0: after I source a few of the issues of – scales and tails that i'm down i think i've got all the reptiles australia magazines i'm just going to double check which was the last the last issue on that one but um but yeah it's all fun and games it's been good i've actually enjoyed it going through it and seeing which ones were signed like i got a few signed books by the authors and stuff like that so just remembering which ones are signed and you know you can on the app it's handy like you can have your own little personal there's a bit for personal info you can mark if it's signed if you know if you got like one of those numbers stamp plates that come with it what number it is and all this and that so i've been going through doing that and organizing folders for the magazine so i can click on the folder and see what issues i've got what volumes i've got so just
1: nerding out really and you've really been enjoying that app because hey? I, I haven't actually logged into it yet i don't think i've got quite the book collection as you you do but um yeah what do you reckon yeah it's handy
0: i like it i like it for the fact that like if i'm not at home and i'm perusing ebay or something like that and i'm like oh that book or you know facebook and it pops up so i'm like oh do i have that one and i can just quickly jump on and check mm-hmm. so you know it's handy in that regard but it's just it's also good just to have that like catalog of books so you know what you've got rather than you know because like i said if if i only store store the doubles, and I know what doubles I've got, what's signed, what's not, what I need. Yep. If you know if someone's looking that I know is looking for a book, I can say, so "Yeah, I've got a spare one." You know, move it on, kind of thing. So, it's crazy it's how the,
1: the reptile books are a real collectible, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I love them too. I love like nothing better than getting a
1: new book. Like, yeah, I get the whole um,
0: you know ebook and all that kind of stuff. But there's nothing better than. Opening that book and smelling the pages and flicking through the pictures, and it's not quite the same.
1: And that's it, man. I really do like having a book in hand. Actually, speaking of books, I didn't get one book this week, not reptile related quite, but it's a, uh, a field guide to the mammals of Australia. And oh, nice. It's by Peter Menkhorst and Frank Knight. Yeah. Third edition. But the thing that I actually liked about this book, which is a little bit different. Whoops knocking the mic around is it's all it's all illustrated
0: Ah, okay yeah so it's Uh, like it's not actually pictures
1: yeah which i mean don't get me wrong like i I absolutely love the real pictures of everything but this is like an artist's um interpretation of all sorts of different things and stuff like that which is quite cool to have that as as an option it almost reminds me of a bit more of those like old school hurt books and stuff where you had like the black and white diagrams and stuff of everything in there so yeah I'll have to get another one with actual photos in there because I do enjoy the, the real thing. But um Yeah, no, that's unreal. Thought that'd be something different to add to the collection, the animal bookshelf. Yeah. Always see these little things running around out in the field, so I don't you know, we'll know what they are.
0: Cool. I wouldn't mind get one of them one day, so checking out what, what mammals on that are around, so
1: Yeah, it'd be good fun. Yeah. Fun. I'm excited to go herping this year. I'm like starting to get a little bit a little bit antsy. You know, it's been too yeah. long since I've actually been out to try to poke around. I almost went out for a bit of a bit of a turn on, um, was it Sunday that was really warm?
0: Yes. Yeah, Sunday was. Yeah. It was like, it's like 20, 24. 24 degrees or something crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went for a bushwalk in the afternoon, but the wind had kicked up. So I didn't really think I'd find too much then. But yep. yeah, it was a beautiful day.
0: Yeah. No, it was a cracker. We were in the backyard all day and I was plotting where to dig turtle ponds and this and that so so you got the green light then did you yeah i had it but then like she um you know we we're reading about the you know the frogs popping up that are all um dying and they're not too sure why and you know we kind of had the had a bit of a chat We're like you know we'll try and get a bit of a water source at the front for some turtles and then maybe like you were suggesting earlier a bit of a Couple of smaller ponds off to the side for to try and track some of the local frogs. You know, just to try and do our little bit for nature.
1: And doesn't they? They don't need much for it, really. They really no. don't. Well, I had an old little um
0: little container at the front. Like a, I can't remember what it was for. It was a little, only a small container. Had a little bit of water in it, and, that, and then I'd always get a frog in it.
1: Mm. So, you know. No, i well. to do my part so next to my turtle pond I kind of converted them into yabby holding facilities for the time being just while I was feeding loki up a fair bit yep. uh, but I essentially had I think they were like 80 or hundred liter crates that you'd get from bunnings for about 10 to 15 bucks or something like that the black ones with the kind of ribbed ribbed sides yeah and I just drilled a few holes along the side maybe about 50 mil from the top so if it did fill up with too much water it kind of just drained out without overflowing the actual whole yeah. tub. Um, yeah, a few branches in there, a little bit of sand in the bottom just so there's a little bit of you know biological surface area there too. And uh, yeah, a bit of mesh over the top, enough that the frogs can get in and out between and the birds can't get any tadpoles and stuff. So yeah, But yeah, that just turned into a striped marsh frog and um, Perrin's tree frog breeding frenzy and those things pretty much That's every unreal. summer. You'd end up with a whole bucket full of tadpoles. Yeah. I, every now and then, I'd go through and just get like a um, <clears throat> pardon me, a uh like a boiled lettuce leaf or something like that, and just chuck it in and let, let them munch down on that for like a week or two. Yeah. Uh, if I really wanted to care for him too much, otherwise, just whatever leaves were dropping in there, they'd just be living off those. But, you know, they're they're fun to watch grow up, and especially with your little fella having a good interest in it all. You oh, know, that'd yeah, be he'd a, love it. He'd go. He'd froth on it. I reckon.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like it's the perfect spot for it like it it doesn't it's not
1: in the sun all
0: day, but it gets you know it gets a good good amount of sun throughout the day and it's kind of out of the way as well. so
1: it's kind yeah. of a good spot for it so I'll be able to give you a bunch of floating plants and stuff to chuck into it or whatever as well, just so then that can kind of keep the sun off the actual animals themselves, and that also be- becomes a food source for the tadpoles and stuff. so yeah, that's not a bad idea as well. I might end up giving you my turtles. We'll have to see how we go here. That's
0: a Oh cool yeah, one. Oh, I'll look after him for you, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, somehow I don't want to push the friendship and try to get a turtle pond on the balcony. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As much she as probably. I don't care, the other ninety complexes there might frown upon me having the turtle pond on the I think one of the courtyards. I'd say.
0: Can they see into your courtyard and stuff, or is it kind of? Yeah,
1: people can see in from above. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's private enough that you can't really see into it as you're walking around the ground floor, but, you know, people from above can see into it. So, you know, you're not going to catch me sunbaking naked out there, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Not that anybody would want to see that. might be a good way to make them stop looking at me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Then get your turtle pond in there.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a cracker. Oh, man. With a big mirror across my chest or whatever. However, those people that do sun it. Get this- your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be so brank. Oh, oh that's
0: gold. That's us Yeah, nah. So I'll, um, yeah, I've got like a bit of a layout thought in my head, and I got the the pictures that um got sent through to us of the pond when we had the turtle guys on. So. Oh
1: yeah, from Andrew and Terence.
0: From Andrew and Terence. So I um might even do something along those lines, kind of similar. Nice yeah. fence around it and all well, that. Just got to check the you know rules regarding water depths and fence heights and all that kind of stuff. So
1: yeah, um, see, I didn't even check any of that with my turtle pond, but I've got it completely caged in with a lock on it. Yeah, so it's you know, little Johnny decides to break into our backyard for any reason, and he's not going to get get into there and hurt himself. So,
0: but one thing I don't get, you can have a spa, mm.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: with no fence yeah. around it.
1: And stares um, up to
0: it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and without like not even having to keep a cover on it. Like, yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, how crazy do you go, right? Like you think about those like little kiddie wading pools that are like those little half shells or whatever. Like that's plenty of water for a little kid to accidentally fall over and you know knock themselves out and drown in, but you don't have any rules and regulations on those. Yeah. Like I know it's not a fixture as such, but it could be if somebody just left it there for a month full of water. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But
0: anyway. so, yeah, I've got a little bit of time off still. So, still back at work a little bit. So, I have a little bit of time to get a few things done and finish this enclosure that's almost done. Just got to knock in a few plants and some branches and stuff. Hopefully, get them tomorrow and just got to source a nice um, light for the plants. But I was chatting yep. to you about that today. So, I'll probably order one of them and get it all planted up and plumb up the Misking and fire it up.
1: That's good to go. Yeah. That's really exciting. So,
0: I mean, the background, it turned out all right. I mean, it's my first attempt. So, yeah, well, everyone starts somewhere, mate. Exactly. Exactly. I've, I plan on
1: not being able to see it anyway. So, I'm looking, really looking forward to starting to move all my stuff and getting that Boyd's enclosure finished because I've been staring at it empty for so long now. And, you know, it's like the background's done, the glass is in place. Like, I managed to get all that together. And, and the, you've got your
0: plants already, don't you,
1: for it? Well, yeah, most of them. I would like to add some more to it just because why not? But mm. the majority of them are there and they're in the pots inside the, the actual terrarium and kind of getting used to the lights and everything like that. And they, they're yeah. looking good. They're looking lush. And I'm just like, mm. another couple of weeks probably. But, you know, we'll see how, see how quick I get everything together up there and hopefully I can flick them across into there sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, because I was just going to try and keep native plants in there, mm. um, like, you know, from up that region, but um I'm just trying to sort a palm that I like, something in there. But I do like those raffis palms, but I know they're not native here, but, you know.
1: Yeah, it's how far down the rabbit hole do you go? It kind of blends in with a lot of the native stuff. So that's it why does. I'm kind of like, eh, not so bad. But And they're not that expensive either. It's not like it's a Monstera or a uh, Pothos or something like that, you
0: know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, But, um, yeah, so, I mean... And uh, I'll probably end up just chucking one of them in there. But I've um, got a few of them floating around the job site, so they might
1: disappear. Oh, really? Disappear. <laughs> <laughs> <Bloody> <laughs>
0: hell. I, mean,
1: I mean, no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this sparky go. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I really like the rapper spam I saw it in um, Matt Somerville had one in one of his Boyd's enclosures. And I think that's yeah. what made me want to get one. I was like, oh, that just really looks good in there. So, I Yeah, I like the way it,
0: it doesn't just... Like the the palm leaves aren't just at the top, like they're kind of down the bottom as well. So it gives that extra foliage colour. It's yeah. not just the, the top of the plant. So that's I'll probably I'll probably end up just scrubbing one of
1: them, to be honest. Yeah. They're not too badly priced. So you can usually find them for between forty to seventy dollars, something like that, depending on the yeah. size of it. Um but yeah, that's kind of like my main plant to fill in a lot of space in this enclosure, as well as a couple of ficuses. But then um I did get a couple of plants given to me from a fella. Todd Horton, that I've been trying to keep alive for, well, since the expo. That's when I got given to the, <laughs> given them. And uh, unfortunately, I think I had one or two drop off, but there's a couple that I've been kind of keeping going just so I can use them in this enclosure. And I also took some clippings. I know this isn't a native either, but I took some clippings. I've got heaps of wandering dew here. Yeah. So I took some clippings of that because I think that would make like a really good ground cover to kind of have just like a whole bunch of a, you know green foliage on the bottom of the tank would look really cool as well. Yeah. in amongst the leaf litter. So I'll see how that goes anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm just keen to get it, you know, get it in and then
0: fix up this other enclosure, this spare one that I've got for maybe some new arrivals possibly soon.
1: So I heard a little rumour on the rumour mill that you were getting <laughs>
0: some more frogs. Possibly. Yeah, it's, look, yeah. No, it's not possibly,
1: yeah. So um, some parents, They're your old ones, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I gave them to Cam or sold them to Cam and then he's moving them on to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um uh, no, they're I like those. Oh they're probably one of the original frogs that I actually wanted to get. I like the um the color the kind of colours on the flanks down to the
1: legs. I find that they're kind of like our kind of like our version of a mossy tree frog. The Vietnamese yeah. mossy tree frogs. Like they're kind of yeah. muscled, they blend in a lot. So, you know, you're not always gonna see them first, you know, first when you look in the tank. But they have these like awesome little green patches on them. They have that really cool, unique eye as well. Like that pupil is really cool with the cross pupil. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you say, like those kind of like bright yellows and black, you know, thigh patches and stuff are oh, fantastic. Yeah. They stand out when you see them.
0: So, no, I'm pretty, pretty keen for that. So, I'll uh, I'm gonna have to knock up another background, I think.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're awesome frogs, man. I reckon that's a really good pickup. Yeah. You know, when, I, yeah. I wish I could have more frogs, but, you know, you might you struggle can't... being in the unit with frogs and yeah. Well, I've only got the. And... What have I got now? I can't even remember how many I've got, but I've got four or five Philocroa, the green yep. stream frogs, and they're they're reasonably quiet. So yeah, they're not, okay. they're not too bad. Like even when they they call, it's just kind of like a little nyah, nyah, sort of like little croak, and they're not not too bad. So yeah, they're pretty good. But um, yeah, because that's the last thing you'd want is people complaining. Yeah, yeah. So apparently the guy that I ended up selling my, I sold my crinia and my white-lip tree frog to him. Yeah, And he's like, oh, yep, yeah, this white-lip's a male that started calling after being at his place for a couple of days. So the environment <laughs> change or something he must have just been enough to get it started. And Yeah, I was like, whoop, dodged that bullet. <laughs> so- <laughs> but he, he's yeah. got, I think he said he's got like 17 different species of frogs in New South Wales. So he's got... Brilliant. Yeah, he's got one of probably the better frog collections in New South Wales from what he's told me anyway. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, and you know, like when, when they go to people like that or or people that actually have a bit of knowledge behind them, it's always good to know that they're going to be looked after and you know, somebody's got a bit of experience with them rather than just being a completely new thing with, you know, some obscure frogs in the hobby. So Yeah.
0: That's my thing. You don't see too many of the like the stuff on license that's kind of a bit obscure. You don't really see it around.
1: It took me forever to get the seven species that I had. Like, that seriously took me forever to find, you know, Crinia, the Latoria bicolor, the northern sedge frogs. Like, those were wild caught from the Northern Territory and sold through South Australia, all on permits and stuff. Um. Yeah, then I, I got the Latoria chloris, the red-eye tree frogs, the Peron's tree frogs, the Infranata, the white lip tree frog. And then the filler as well. I feel like I'm missing somebody there too, but and I had had other things lined up as well. So, but you know, things chop and change, and I thought, you know what, I better stick to lizards and things rather, than, you know, quieter animals. Yeah.
0: No, I'm looking forward to um to summer when they pick up a bit. So, I mean the the red eyes I've got them around here anyway. So,
1: if they Those... can hear your wild counterparts, they're going to drive you bonkers, I reckon. So no, I want right. to say that those red eyes. There was probably two males in there. Probably, yeah. I think. I think. If I'm thinking right from last summer, I think they were starting starting to croak up a little bit last summer. But. No, that's all right. There's a house across the road. I think
0: has you know, like a big pond out the front. And they get them in their pond. And then obviously there's a big there's a bushland probably a couple hundred meters. I've said a couple hundred meters down the road and you can hear the ones down there. Yeah. But I actually enjoy it. I like the sound of the frogs.
1: I do too. I absolutely love it. Yeah. That's one one thing I regretted was changing those things over to Yabby ponds, because of course if the yabbies are in there, the frogs aren't. So yeah. you know, all of a sudden the frogs went, you know. So I might even do that in this new place. I might set these things back up again, you know, and just I want to grow some floating plants for work anyway. Yeah, so I just happen to get a couple of frogs in there that are wild or whatever. So be it. At least it gives them Not a much home.
0: You can do about that, is it?
1: No, nah, what a shame! <laughs> what a shame.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, nah, we get the the little bonk out the front, um, going nuts every every so often. So yeah,
1: yeah
0: nice. It's right outside the bedroom. Doesn't phase me one bit. I just fall asleep listening to it, wake up, and he's still still. Trying to find his missus, but I don't think he ended up finding one. So
1: <laughs> I think they find him and then they just all of a sudden, you know, the girl hops away or whatever, and he's just croaking for the next one to come in.
0: The next one, yeah, come fill the pond with eggs. Yeah. So, but now nah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a bit, a few, few more frogs around. So just around the house
1: in general. This, so this is the red eyes were your first frogs that you ever kept, right? Yeah. How do you find them to keep? Like, are frogs difficult in your opinion? nah yeah (laughs) no everyone always goes oh frogs are too hard it's too much work yeah i think
0: if you're trying to have large water bodies in with them like if you kept something that needed that kind of water body then maybe but i don't know whether yeah i don't know they've kept pretty pretty yeah i don't haven't found them hard but they're not eating heaps at the moment because it's been a little bit cooler. Although they've, they've moved, but the last few days they've actually picked up quite a bit with that hot day on Sunday and um, and that they're moving around quite a bit more. So yep. it's kind of good.
1: Yeah. Now, I honestly think frogs are reasonably easy to look after. And even if you do have like a larger water body for the frogs per se, as long as you've got some decent filtration or at least enough biological media in there to create good bacteria and stuff, then it should be able to handle whatever is coming down towards it from the frogs, and you know, just do periodic water changes or whatever to keep it fresh and not let those nitrates build up or anything like that. And that's pretty good,
0: yeah. Oh, well, that's probably when you've got issues, so yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, no, I like looking at them. Well, they're always on the front door, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking
1: at their <laughs> yeah, stomachs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just sit there perfectly, like the little yeah. arms are in. Well, There's I mean,
0: one fat one and two, two skinnier yeah. ones. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so. I wonder who's getting the crickets. Yeah, I can tell.
0: No, the son loves them. He comes in here all the time, wants to feed them, and this and that. And because I haven't got the King set up, so I've got the spray bottle and spray the enclosure down and do all that. He's he's got to hold the end of the nozzle and when I spray him. So yeah, okay, <laughs> that's good. Just got to make sure he doesn't spray the lights and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but right. no, he loves them. So it's good. it's good getting him into that kind of stuff as well. So you know.
1: Yeah, well, it's all experience, right? And I'm sure that he'll end up growing up to be an avid, you know, animal lover in general. Whatever avenue he decides to take with it, but yeah, at the very least, he's going to have experience with them and have an appreciation for na- natural animals, you know. So that yeah, and knowledge you know. too. Like he yeah. loves,
0: he like lo- I've got, we've got him two really good dinosaur books at the moment. Um, but I had all the books out on the week, um, on the weekend, you know, cataloging them up in the in the app and stuff. And he's like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, that's a Centralian knobtail gecko. And he goes, oh, because he likes PJ Masks as well. And he's like, oh, where's let? Where's Catboy? Because obviously there's gecko. Yeah. And then he points to the green tree python on um, one of the books. He goes, oh, what's that? I go, oh, that's a green tree python. Should daddy get one of them? He goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just took him inside. I go, what should daddy get? And he goes, green tree python. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, well, you said it. So <laughs> I could
1: just imagine your wife shaking your head. Then and there. She just, just goes, <laughs> I go, why? Oh, he wants them so <laughs> oh that's so
0: good but yeah so um you yeah, know I'll definitely get some of them down the line that's on the on the cards for sure so I mean the, the parents weren't but yeah you know they popped up and I'm like <laughs> I'll take
1: them. I'm surprised you didn't jump on those northern velvet uh, not northern velvets um northern leafies
0: yeah not at the moment. I've got a few other things I'd rather get. In they're the meantime, not cheap. No, they're not cheap. Um, they were a clutch pair. They weren't a sex pair. They were hatchies. Um, yeah. If they're an adult pair, maybe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, I do love the leafy still, the
1: Northern's and that, but um, there's a few other things I'd rather get first. Yeah, and when you're throwing down that kind of money like that, that unsexed pair of leafies could have been a green tree python. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. right. Or at least a juvie. So. Or if you know some
0: chameleon has ever popped up, you know, mm. I want to. I wanna, that's one thing is I don't like. Oh, I've spent all the money on this and that. I'd rather have some money so I just, in case they ever they ever pop for some reason popped up. Yeah. I, if it was a clutch pair of them, I would have snapped them up straight away. You know, like <laughs> I wouldn't have cared what. Like if they were two females, two males, I would have just snapped them both up. Yeah, but, um, you, that's you never seen for sale though.
1: That's the thing is, you just need to be able to find them, right? Like, that's yeah, right. It's. I always find that whenever I'm trying to search for something that's so obscure like that, I hold on to money forever, and then I see yep. something else that is of interest come up, and I go, "All right, I've got the money. I'll just pull the trigger on that." And as soon as I do that, the other thing that I was actually really, really searching for comes available. That that always happens god damn it i've just spent all my money yeah <laughs> and now i can't get happens. x yeah such a pain hey huh?
0: yeah always without a doubt um that's happened to me heaps of times heaps of times i think i've probably yeah. lost count of the amount of times that's happened so but like i said I don't, I don't want to have too much stuff so i want to still keep it relatively small so i mean leafies are on my list one day but it's not like a and same with fringe toes they're on my list as well for one day but. Mm. You no, know, if I don't get, have them for a few years, then that's fine. Like, I'm not, I've got other things I'd rather get first.
1: I'm definitely looking forward to settling into my, my new place and then hopefully finding some room for for a pair of fringe toes. Yeah. I've got those lined up from Brick. So that should be in the pipeline within the next couple of months, at least, depending oh, on what lock, lockdown does. But yeah.
0: That's, yeah. It's a shame because if lockdown was there, could give you hand moving your tanks and.
1: That's what everyone's saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, bugger you all. I got my man in my van and my that's wife. That's right. <laughs> like one, one and a half men. No offense to any women out there, but my wife's not exactly the most physical lady. So <laughs> trying to get her to carry in bed frames with me was a bit of work, but you know, that's all good. You have it. It's easy enough getting it all in there, or? Yeah, it's, it's not too bad because we like there's visitor spots right outside the lift. So ah, I just okay. Parking been parking the van in there and then kind of taking stuff up in the lift and small bits and pieces and stuff. So, um, as far as what we got, like in our storage unit, we're probably only got another one, maybe two trips out of the storage unit there. And they're not even full trips. Like I'll still be taking stuff from here, like probably a few bits and pieces from the reptiles and stuff. Like I probably take up my incubator saying it's empty. Yeah. Um, you know, I've just got crates of like gear and stuff like that, that I use for all my builds and stuff like that. So I can flick that into there pretty quick. Um, but yeah, all that sort of stuff will go in super easy. I just got a couple of big flatbed trolleys that I can just wheel straight into the lift, go up to my floor and then wheel it straight out and straight into my apartment. So it's not too bad. And uh I've got <laughs> it's so funny. I um as we were emptying the storage unit, Dan's like, Why have you got so many bags of dirt? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> because the lovely ash horn of ak reptiles and custom backgrounds sent me all these bags of dirt that i need to use in my bioactive enclosures and she's like okay can this stay in the storage cage for now and i'm like yeah for now until i put it in a glass box but yes until it goes in something then yes <laughs> yeah yep so but now like even simple things like i just bought a couple of big bags of yuki mulch so then when i'm you know cleaning out my olive and my jungle and stuff like that i'll just bin all their substrate in one go now it's as well so just have in. yeah just give use it as an opportunity to clean it all all the old stuff here you can just go on the garden around the place and hopefully that'll deter a few rats that are around here so you know we'll see how it goes but it all just rust, breaks down
0: have rats been bad your way
1: no nah, not like not like not what my played, parents like, like you know, out in the west yeah yeah, my, my parents they live down in in yass and they've just been like pulling their hair out every night because they got rats and mice and all sorts of stuff in their roof at the moment, so they're hating life. Absolutely hating yeah.
0: life. It's I've never seen some of the videos. It's it's crazy. though. way, like my um brother's sister in law, they live out Tamworth Way, and they've just saying like they have thousands of them, thousands wow. of mice. Like basically, they've had to put like buckets of water around like that the post of their bed in buckets of water because if you didn't, there'd just be mice running all over your bed.
1: That's insane. Yeah. And that'd be absolutely the- hell. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah, I can't say that I'd enjoy that. No, I wouldn't. Definitely not. I'd just something run across your face of a night away trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: yeah, that'd be horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot of free snake food though. So, you know, if you're oh, catch- yeah. catching them right and you know, keep them in the freezer for long enough, it might be okay to use for some snakes or some guanas or something like that. Yeah, I mean, so.
0: if you had um, some outdoor enclosures, they'd probably get... you Probably, probably, to be honest, if you had outdoor enclosures, you'd probably bring all your stuff inside.
1: Oh, with that amount, you would Yeah, because they'd that just chew everything. Yeah. So... I know how much damage a couple of rats can do to some blue tongues, you know. Yeah. You know, even, even the biggest parentis sleeping at night, if it was cold, it wouldn't be able to up with thousands of those things trying to chew on it
0: no definitely not no That'd definitely not oh man I tell you what i'm looking forward to the posty coming for the next few days though
1: <laughs> yeah you've made some more purchases
0: <laughs> a couple more book purchases yeah
1: right. so i
0: got a couple of um notifications and saying that stuff should be arriving in the next few days and so i'm looking forward to that i um Found a couple of books I didn't have. Went on CSIRO website. There was a couple of books on sale. So,
1: grabbed those ones and a couple of old books. And, yeah, looking forward to it. You sent me a message saying that you'd scored a bunch more of uh, Danny Brown's books. And there was something else in that kit, wasn't there? That was that eBay one that you won? A couple of other ones, yeah. So, yeah, I just couldn't sleep. It was on eBay. I was like, oh, a couple of books there. I'll
0: grab those ones. So, I mean, if I ever see them, I always grab them and, you know, it's always handy for people that haven't got them. You watch I'll probably my inbox will get flooded. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, for mates that don't have them, I can always, you know, move them on to some mates and stuff. So
1: Yeah, there was a couple of gold books there. So you got A Guide to Australian Monitors in Captivity by Danny Brown and uh, A Guide to Australian Geckos and Pygopods in Captivity. And uh, I hadn't seen that other one that you got there, Breeding no, and Keeping right Geckos. On. That looks like there's all sorts of geckos on there. Looks like leashes and two k's and stuff or something. Yeah, like that. I think it's an well, American
0: one or something maybe. Yeah. But um, got a couple of um, I think it's hey Günther Gunth, Schmieder Schmieder. I got a couple of his soft yep. soft paperback books that he had on his blur website. I had the um dragon one, but I didn't realize I didn't have the
1: monitor one
2: and yeah. the snake
1: one. So. I need to get those off him as well because I've got the last hard copy of his monitor one, which was the yeah, old, older version well. of the paperback. Yeah, the paperback, rather.
0: Um, yeah, that was did pretty- he do a hardcover version of the dragon and the snake one? I don't know. I don't think I, so. I've tried, I've looked for it. I can't find whether he did or didn't. Yeah. Because I've got the hard copy of the monitor one. Um, I wish I bought two of them, but I only bought one at the time. Mm. But. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't find any whether he did the hardcover of those books. So I, just
1: I couldn't bought- believe my luck when he turned around to me because I like I begged him to see if he had one of those hard hardcover monitor ones left. Yeah, and He's like, no, nah, no, nah, Adam and he didn't have any. And then it's like maybe a week, a week and a half or something went past and he's like, oh, are you still keen on this book? And I'm like, yes, have you got one? And he's like, yeah, I've got the last one here. I found it. He's like, I oh, could it's say unreal. That. And he wrote up like a little blurb in the front saying, you got the lucky last or whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool to have that at least. Would have been better yeah. if it was the first, but, you know, better late than never.
0: They generally um, get snapped up by the person that wrote them or someone they know who collects books. Exactly. Uh, I usually try <clears> and, <throat> like if they're, they're not me, I can tell you. That <laughs> I've got no first. I usually, when they do the release from like the 100, so you get the number plate. I usually try and pick some numbers that are, you know, like my birthday or like those kind of numbers. But if I can't get them, I'll just resort to some random ones. But, um, yeah, so it was good going through all the books and took looking at the book plates and stuff like that and what magazines I've got. Like, I've got stuff scattered everywhere at the moment. This room's a mess. I've got, like, tank building stuff everywhere. I've got, like, there's a couple of prams and stuff in here. So I'm going to sell some of these old prams that we don't need anymore and move some stuff on. And I, I don't know whether to put a bookshelf in here or not. I'm debating
1: the only downside I could see to that is if you did happen to get... Crickets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. At least keep your, your reading copies there and have like your nice signed copies or whatever protected in plastic and in crates and stuff like that so yep. then they can't I th- get into that. I think that's what I plan on doing, so.
0: Yeah. But um, Or even building a nice little bookshelf inside up high on the wall like a you know, one that kind of goes around the corner, but it's off the ground, so yeah, yep. can't get up and grab the books. <laughs> yeah, well, we you don't know. want that either, do you? <laughs> no, because I mean, he will. He'll like he'll just want, he'll just want to read them really. But I don't mind reading them with him if they're like you know a reading one. But he turns the pages and yeah,
1: crinkles them, he crinkles little, them. i been so just going ah. Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got no hair to pull
1: out either. so no. Nah, <laughs> nah.
0: But yeah, so I think oh yeah, I'll probably. Might look down that route. I even thought of maybe a sealed bookcase, but I'm, that's not going to keep anything out. No. Nah, not even especially jeans. if there's no. But
1: I need to try to think about how I'm going to jig a jig a bookcase into this room. Like this, this whole thing's just like absolutely bamboozled me as far as like the actual measurements and stuff that I I thought I had, and now what I've taken, I'm going, oh crap! You know, everything's going to be a little bit tighter than what I thought. So. Did you lose much off either side or? Uh, I lost I th- I think I essentially lost from what I could see on the plan to what I measured out, is about four hundred mil. That's a fair chunk. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I say off the plan, I'm talking about like the, the generic floor yeah, plan floor that the real plan. estate gives you, not the actual floor plan. And when you when we got the contract and everything, there wasn't a floor plan for just the unit. It was like a yeah. floor plan for the building. So um yeah, it's a little bit different when you actually throw your own tape over it and go, hmm, this is the actual yeah. space that I've got, you know, and you don't take into account like skirting boards and stuff like that either. That's so. your house, mate. Just rip them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine my wife? Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took us long enough to find a place that she liked. You know, the last yeah. thing I'm going to do is rip off the skirting boards in front of her. <laughs> um. But um, No, no, it's... uh. There's a few things that need to be done to it, you know, like I need to I need to go and get a new battery for the smoke alarm because it like pings every five minutes or something like that at the moment. So I think it's just like the backup battery's dead or something in it. Um, A couple of washers need to be replaced in the laundry sink, but you know, it's just simple stuff. Nothing too crazy. But I tell you what though, the guy left me a couple of good garden beds. Oh, did he? Yeah, some massive ones. They got they got uh they're full of weeds, but I'm looking forward to ripping all that out and actually growing some plants in there, so I can grow a bit of yeah. garden and stuff there. Because so I got a few plants that I'm going to be taking up, like a few grevilleas and and stuff that I just want is like display display plants and stuff like that. And I've got a big hibiscus, yep. and I think we have got a little frangipani or something like that to kick around. So it'll be cool to kind oh, of have nice. our, own, our own little jungle outside. And yeah, no, want that'll to, be unreal. I want to get a few more Aussie natives and stuff out in the out on the patio as well which would be good to hopefully bring in some birds and that
0: yeah well that's yeah that's the other thing too is like you kind of want all the birds and that floating around and all the native stuff as well you know make it a little Perfect. bit more enjoyable but um i oh, speaking yeah i'll tell you what there's some absolute. are you a fan of um striped jungles
1: yeah i don't mind them Especially yeah. like ones that – you're talking like polygenic stripes, like ones that have been worked on over
0: generations? Yeah. Like this – I was just – I was a cruising um, Instagram just before I was waiting for you. Yeah. And um, I don't know who it is. They've only got a few posts on their Instagram. Um, but I know – look at – like have a look at this thing. It's a Palmerston type locale. Oh, whoa. So it's Voodoo Reptiles Australia, I think. I've got no idea who it is. But, um, yeah, it's a Parmesan jungle.
1: That, that I looks think like Parmesan
0: anyway, yeah. But I know, I can't remember his name. I think it's Sean, Sean Carroll, I think. Yep. Sean, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Sean Carroll. He has some absolutely cracking jungle, striped jungles and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Sean's stuff around for ages. Yeah. I can't actually remember if he's in Australia or if he's in, in the US. I always, get him, I always get them confused. There's somebody else that's in either or country. There's another jungle person that I always get mixed up.
0: I'm almost certain he's in Australia. Almost certain.
1: Yeah, I could, I think he could be right there.
0: I vaguely remember seeing him years ago. Like, look at this thing. That's unreal, hey? Yeah, I saw the jungles he's got. Almost makes me
1: want to get jungles again. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you whose photos that I have been loving on uh, on Instagram lately. Like I've only just been kind of getting into Instagram. Is uh, Shane Black? Yeah,
0: yes. He like as I think that was the first post he's I saw when I jumped on. There's a um, type in eating a bandicoot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. Hey, he's also yeah. like, got an awesome um. Uh, awesome one of a baby frilly on, on a looks like either a termite round mound or a rock or something like that. It's yeah, unreal. if
0: you're um listening to this and you're on Instagram, check out shane.black.fnq. Yep, and man, yeah, some of the stuff he's oh, there's some absolute that's see, that's the thing I like about Instagram, especially if you're into like reptiles is there's a lot less discussion and a lot more pictures. I like yeah. the whole, like, the picture side of things rather than, you know, the crap fight that can end up on some of the, the posts on Facebook. I have but, to say, um,
1: lately, I've been finding myself gravitating towards Instagram more just to have, like, a flick through photos and stuff. Like, yeah. usually, like, you know, you get bored or whatever. I'd go straight to Facebook to see what was up. Yeah. And then you just see dribble basically yep. and now I'm going to instagram and I've got a few different instagram accounts so you know I know that my beach is scaly beast one I pretty much just follow reptile stuff yeah and then, I, then I've got like one for my saltwater tank that I kind of just kind of have like as a personal blog almost yeah and that's all following like saltwater stuff so if I want to go and look at coral and fish I know that I can go on that account and follow all the people that I follow on there and if I want to see reptiles I go to this one and see all the reptiles that i want to see there so
0: yeah i've pretty much got the same i've got like a personal one that's more like photography and surfing and that kind of stuff and then i've got my one was the gecko effect one which is all basically just reptile stuff then i've actually got the podcast one as well which is kind of the same but um yeah i'd rather just sit there scroll
1: through awesome pictures
0: than read but I have noticed now I don't see a lot of the group stuff on Facebook anymore. This doesn't seem to pop up in my news feed.
1: Honestly, I think so many of the original groups got crushed when that whole selling reptiles yeah. thing came through. I feel like so much of that just died as soon as that came through.
0: Like I know I'm in, it's still quite a few. I know I
1: left a bunch of the groups when I sold a lot of my
0: stuff, but um, I joined them all again. But yeah, none of that. I have to physically search all those groups. It's almost like, it's, it's getting blocked. Like if, if I'm a friend with someone and they post say pictures of it, like I'll see those pictures like Ross McGibbon or something like that. I'll see the pictures, but I don't see the group stuff anymore for some weird
1: reason. Maybe it's a notification setting on the group. Cause I know Possibly. You, can, you can alter around with that. So maybe if it's like a generic, generic notification setting or something like that, you might just need to alter it.
0: Yeah. been saying that like, cause I don't really spend too much time on Facebook and I'd rather just look at awesome pictures on Instagram. <laughs> and some of the pictures that are coming out now are unreal.
1: T, was what's pretty cool, I only just noticed that we've actually got 357 followers on Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's cl- climbs quite regularly. That's
1: unreal. So I got a new follower just
0: seven hours ago. But, yeah, like I obviously don't post too much on this, just more about the episodes out and stuff. But I'd like to post a bit more about, what we're talking about, but when you're talking to someone, it's kind of hard to, unless you go back and listen to the podcast and write down what you're yeah. talking about, it's kind of hard to um to post and I don't want to steal people's pictures and stuff like that,
1: but, um, you know, so. If- Maybe we just need to set up, step up our game a little bit more just for our own stuff, you know, yeah. so, just so, you know, when we say like, oh, we're moving rooms or we're doing this or whatever like that, maybe we should just post a few more little updates here and there of just stuff that we're up to at least. Yeah. You know, not that it's anything crazy, but just to kind of give the listeners an idea of what we're personally up to, that might be an idea. And then, of course, if people give us permission to use some of their photos or anything like that. And, like Scott and, did, that was on Yeah, like what Scott did. That was – those photos, man. I always go back and look at those photos. They
0: were yeah, I was awesome. just looking at them before. But, um, yeah. It's um, yeah, no, it's good to see. We've got a
1: got a fair bit of support cracking along, so yeah, it's good. I reckon it's awesome, and you know, a few people have reached out here and there, and and said so yeah. they're, they're absolutely loving the podcast. And you know that that kind of stuff just that's just fuel to the fire, right? Like it's just like all the more reason to keep cracking on.
0: Yeah, no, it is, and um, we've got some pretty good stuff coming up, I think. So. I'm super excited
1: about next week's guest. Yeah, super excited. The same It's One
0: of something. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much because if I start talking, I don't know, I'll a rough idea. So,
1: but um, yeah, no, I'm really keen for that one. So that'll be that'll be a cracker, I reckon. Yeah, I have to go and work through a list of questions for said guest, but and get them across to said guest, but yeah Yeah. it's funny
0: because like you're you're heaps more organized than i am when it comes to like questions for guests but (laughs) you get and like if if you know the person that's like obviously you know them so when you have it's a bit a bit better conversation with them but when it's something that I like, I just have all these questions in my head and they just come out when I start talking and then I get sidetracked.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I reckon with certain guests and and I think next week's in particular will be a really good one for you. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of stuff there that's right up your alley. Yeah. Which, you know, when I do write up a bunch of, bunch of questions, you know, you always feel free to ask them too. I feel like yeah. I'm the one asking all the questions and Jason's just, just sitting back having a beer, but no, it's, um, It'll it'll be good, and I I I'm excited to to hear what you guys uh, talk about as well, because yeah. I think I'll be able to sit back in the back in the back seat and kind of listen and learn a little bit there. That's what I enjoyed about the turtle podcast. Is
0: like, obviously, obviously, you know those two as well. So, but for someone that never really kept never kept turtles, it was like good to. I was always almost like I was listening. Like I'd throw the odd question in here and there when I wanted to know something, but it was just good to listen to people talk about, like, something they're so invested in and they know a lot about. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's good when they just talk. You don't have to keep asking questions. They can just
1: continue on. Oh, Andrew and Terrence are fantastic for that. Like, honestly, their knowledge is second to none, as far as I can see with the turtle world. Like, it's just, it is phenomenal with it. what will they know. Actually, speaking of um, speaking of those two, did you see that uh, Terrence had actually posted up uh, a new photo? was it reasonably recently it's an oblong turtle was it i think i did see it i think uh northern long neck turtle yeah and that was such a cracker photo its shell looks so tiny compared to its neck and everything yeah the (laughs) neck is massive (laughs) (laughs) it's unreal hey they're such pretty things oh turtles are like i think we said this on that podcast but i find them such an underrated group of australian reptiles yeah definitely you know, like I find that turtles are really big in the US and stuff like that because they have so so much variety and and everything there. But in Australia, like turtles, you probably what one in every ten keepers maybe has kept a turtle. If that. probably, I think it what it is 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 the space.
0: Like once they get large, it's the space requirement they need.
1: Yeah, but even still. Like in a basic setup, like you're still talking, like, let's just say you had one long neck turtle or something like that. You will probably get away with like a four by two by two fish tank, yeah, something like that, which is no different to what most people keep a you know, basic carpet python in here, yeah. But then you do have the added things of water and filtration and all that sort of stuff, which is probably less attractive to most people. But turtles are worth it, turtles are absolutely worth it. I can't, yeah, I can't wait. Kicking myself that I can't live with my turtles, but you know. I know a good place for them, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. If I've got a good friend looking after them, then I know that they're safe. Yeah. You just got to make it secure so they don't run away. No, nah, they won't anyway. I'd be gutted if they got away like that. <laughs>
0: they wouldn't. Yeah. But um, no, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, I reckon. I That's one thing I've always wanted to keep. But yeah, like I said, that reason I never did was just purely the space requirement. And yeah, I, I feel like, because, I kind of feel that the four by two by two is a little small for some of the turtles, but that's just personal. But like I said, you could probably get away keeping one in there, but I'd say like a minimum six foot. Yeah. Like decent size for them to swim in.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, and that's where I'd like to see things being pushed, you know. Yeah. But I, I do enjoy keeping them outdoors as well. Like having that natural sunlight on them and seeing that sort of, what is it, the circadian rhythm? Where they yeah. actually know that it's daylight and they're up there basking. You know, no different to a lot of your Pythons and stuff, know when the lights are coming on or whatever, then they get up there ready to go for it. Um Yeah, no. I think you'd really enjoy it. And like, yeah, if you take all the gear that I've got here too, it'll set you set you up right. Yeah, no, I'm keen. I'm real
0: keen. So but it's just good to have the um you know, the bit set aside and where I'm gonna do it and all that stuff, so and Kind of mark it out. Would you do a bit of a land area around it and stuff? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too much, but you know, like enough so they can get out of the water and walk around and <clears throat> and that kind of thing. So,
2: Yep.
0: That's but I'd, 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 yeah, I'd like a larger water area than than land area, so to speak. Yeah. So,
1: I think my my pond, in all honesty, is reasonably basic. So I think it's, I want to say it's twelve hundred long by 900 deep by about 600 – sorry, by 900 wide by about 600 deep. Yeah. So, I think that equates to about 500 odd litres or so. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't
1: worked out what size I'll do the water yeah. water area, but
0: probably minimum what you said, I reckon.
1: See, I even thought about if I had to get rid of the turtles and nobody wanted the turtle pond, I thought about turning it into a lizard pit. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. But then I'm like how do I get away with that? At least it's not yeah. the water. At least I could bring it inside or something like At that. At least you had a
0: turtle pond, everyone could just think you got a fish pond.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then this weird, right. weird little turtle climbs out onto a rock every morning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No,
0: I'm looking forward to that. So it's another thing I gotta do. But you
1: know. Yeah. Excited. I've been talking to Cooper a bit lately because I think he's pretty keen to take this blotchy off my hands, um, yep. Which is good and true, and you know I'm ha- more than happy for him to take it. But he's been telling me that he's going to start doing a, a Gillen's monitor build for his little Gillen and I. <laughs> he's going to do a. Um, I think he's he's thinking a twelve hundred by nine hundred, so twelve hundred twelve hundred tall though. Yeah. So giving him heaps of heaps of climbing space and stuff like that, which would be absolutely wicked.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good size enclosure
1: yeah yeah it's a pretty nice size I've been thinking about doing something similar myself, but now I've kind of i just want to move I just want to get that yeah. done and know where I'm playing with you know from there sort of thing so yeah, it'll be interesting
0: you might just have to have a room dedicated to the Gillen's mate and move everything else on
1: yeah yeah you know well, it would probably be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. It would be because I could just have like fourteen free range Killinoy in there and yeah, chuck in a couple hundred crickets every couple of days.
0: Yeah, oh, I saw a post. That, who posted on Instagram the other day? So it looked like someone was setting up a almost like a garage. Was it Mark? Mark Green? It, oh, I can't remember what it was. It looked like they were doing like a full garage set up for an enclosure. I don't wow. know what it was for though. Um. I don't know if it was on their story or if it was on their. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Mark Green, reptiles. I'm pretty sure. I think it was on his story. Yeah, because it's not on his posts. But I yeah, heard that it looked name. as yeah, it looked as if he was um doing a whole um garage as an enclosure or something like that. Mm. It's only a little snippet, but. Man, that would be pretty awesome, big walk-in enclosure for a parenti or something
1: like that. Yeah, well, it's funny when you say walk-in enclosure for a parenti and I'm talking about walk-in enclosures for gill and eyes. You know, yeah. like everyone's got the thing that floats their boat. But that would be sick. I reckon. Oh, you, actually, speaking of parentis, do you know who I've been watching a little bit of lately? Is I've been re-watching that series that um, Frank from Reptilian Diaries did on the West Australia Herp Trip. Have you seen that oh, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I've watched a couple of them ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. I love those videos. But yeah, that's crazy the big parenti that you kind of stumbled across in one of those mountain, mountainous little gorges up there, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Makes you want to get out more, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, dude. I'm stinging. Like, I'm stinging. But like, I keep watching those videos and, you know, Bush Tucker Man and, um, what are the other guys called? Cold Blooded Cousins? You've seen them? I haven't seen those ones, no. There are a couple of Auss- Aussie fellas that do a few round Australia trips and stuff as well. Yeah, fellas... no, I haven't
0: seen those ones. Is no, that on they're... YouTube? Or...
1: That's on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, Actually, I think, I think Mark Green and Josh Hatton have a YouTube channel now.
1: Oh, uh, that's where I know the that's name Mark right. Green yeah, from. Yeah, they've yeah. got a
0: YouTube channel and doing some of the herping stuff on that. So yeah. that's, yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure that's why, yeah, I'm pretty sure he posted that one. But um, yeah, yeah. So that's another good channel. They've just like they got two, two episodes up or something. I have to sit down and watch that. Yeah, it's good um, to see some good Aussie content
1: getting out there on YouTube. And yeah, we need more of it. I think, in all honesty, one hundred percent. You know, as long as it's pushing the hobby in a good direction, then I'm all for it.
0: There's so yeah. much American stuff out there. It's good to see a lot of good Aussie stuff
1: getting out there. Yeah, and getting just- the eyeballs. I'd sent you a link for that um Cold Blooded Cousins channel. It's by yeah. Steve Steve Tucky. Steve and Kyle. Steve and Kyle? Yeah. But you yeah, know, they get around Australia a bit and they've done a few videos and I think they did like a um uh, a type end video just on type ends, like of all different type ends around Australia and stuff. They went to go and try to find all the type ends and stuff like that. So Yeah, wow, it's unreal. Yeah, they do some pretty interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, well, um maybe we could line up an episode where we talk about you know dedicated species that we've kept and yeah we've done and kind of do it that way so if anyone's listening and has any stuff they want to hear about that either luke or myself have kept and we could do an episode on yeah what you guys want to hear that'd be
1: pretty cool i reckon I'm more more than for it. I try to do that on my YouTube channel every now and then, where I just kind of yabber on about one species for a bit, you know, just like yeah. my I always call it my experiences because yeah, you know, everyone's someone's gonna, Yeah, and everyone's going to correct you on whatever you've done, sort of thing. And it's just like, yeah. well, this is what I've done. This is what's worked. This is what hasn't. So that's
0: right. There's no one way to do something. It's different for where you live and what you keep and how you keep it and how you've got it set up. But you know, if you've got a bit of a a guideline out there almost as to what yeah. works and you can change, change certain things. So, but um, man, there's, it's good to see a couple of the rare stuff popping up for sale now too. Like those Northern velvets are uh, not velvets. Those Northern um leaf tails and the mm. fringe toed velvets that popped up. It's good to see some of that stuff coming up.
1: Yeah, it is. You just don't see that sort of stuff every day.
0: No, nah, no, nah. but um, no, nah, it's good to see
1: expensive geckos. <laughs> <of them>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely are, but I mean, you can see why. Like, there's not enough of them around. It's all supply and demand. I remember years ago, there were, you know, there was heaps more of them around, and they were they were a lot cheaper back then. I'm talking like eight eight years ago, maybe eight nine years ago. There was a lot more leaf tails around. And, you know, they were heaps cheaper back then.
1: Yeah, yeah it's crazy how things chop and change, dude. Yeah, you it's know. whatever's the flavor of the month. It seems to be so exactly. I mean, we've talked about it a million times. I couldn't give away a knobtail gecko for fifty bucks, and all of a sudden they're exactly. back to two fifty or something like that. And you know, same as Gill and, Gil and I bought in, and they were two hundred to three hundred bucks a pop, and now they're. I've seen them going for six, seven hundred dollars each now. It's
0: because you buy them all and
1: keep them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own all the Gil and I. I own a lot, but not yeah. all of them.
0: <laughs> no, I'm sure there's someone out there with a lot more, but yeah. Yeah, no, but yes, it's just good to see some of that other stuff popping up again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's all all good fun,
0: right? But one thing you don't see a lot of still is green tree pythons.
1: No, and as soon as they come up, they're gone. It's like yeah. anything that's popular like that, you know, as soon as you come up, melanistic blue tongue. Like that's, if that pops up, you can guarantee that's sold before the end of the day. Yeah, you're right, actually. I don't, I don't really keep track of blue tongue sales, but. No, that's like over an albino or whatever. When I bought into melanistic blue tongues or tongue, it was, I think it cost me 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, I think when I sold him, I sold him for 700. So he actually appreciated in value. And I've yeah, seen him right. going for a thousand, twelve, twelve hundred bucks now. So you yeah, know, the, the people that are sitting on that, you know, decent little litter of black blue tongues out there, they're, they're sitting on a pretty penny. Yeah. I mean, but green tree pythons, like,
0: you, I, th- I don't know whether it was due to the restrictions of importing, like, from
1: different states or what. But Well, that kind of screwed New South Wales, right? Yeah. It became so much harder to be able to contact people in Vic or Queensland for green trees. And yep. there were, like, I, I want to say there's probably more breeders in both of those states than there is in New South Wales. Definitely. There's, there's a few in New South Wales, but... So you got all the supply in out-of-state areas and all, a lot of demand in New South Wales, but, you know, it's just too many hoops to jump through for most people to actually want to try to get one into the state.
0: Yeah. And it's more so for the seller. that's There's more hoops to jump through than there is the buyer. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it might change. Who knows? But, I mean, if, you know, if there's people in here working with them, it's, that's what I just keep an eye out all the time from. You know, if I yeah. see something pop up and I want it, I'll, I'll probably jump on it. But, oh,
2: yep. yeah,
1: that's yeah, why I kind of...
0: Yeah, knock up a few enclosures and just have them sitting there with plants in them,
1: ready to go if I ever see them. Would you? Would did you want to start out with adult greens?
0: Um, probably just because I'd want to fill the
1: space, not that yeah. I
0: want to breed them or anything
1: like that. But I don't know. See, I always went for like I've never owned a knee in it green. Yeah. So, but I think if I was to, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those animals that I've kind of almost, I want to say I almost regret buying adults. Yeah. Okay. Just because I think that if I raised it myself, then at least it's raised my way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, I know that my youngest green, my male, I had him from a year old. And I know that the owner that had him and stuff would have looked after him and all. But at the same time, my female because well, I don't actually know the age I've been told age is this but I don't know if that's actually the age in fact so it's kind of like well yeah are you past your prime are you not past your prime like what's going on here sort of thing you know and, and she was already quite a large snake when I got her she's probably a little bit chunky um you know so it's like well what's that done to you you know so yeah. I don't think she's not healthy or anything like that but at the same time I think at least if you raise a snake you kind of know how it's
0: yeah. How if it's you buy it after. from a year old, it's kind of, you know,
1: I, don't, I think they've got to
0: adjust to your area and your room and, you know, the way you do things. Um, so, more so probably for a female than a male. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, if you get it first season, you might not breed it straight away anyway. I mean, I'd probably just want it purely for the display more than anything. Yep. Other than watch it grow. I mean, breeding and breeding green tree pythons would be a huge, you know, achievement slash milestone anyway but i think it's more like the display almost that i kind of enjoy as well
1: Mm.
0: yeah i do look stunning just that green snake just sitting there yeah i do miss having having
1: them though it's it's funny like a a couple of the branches in my green tree python enclosure i'm trying not to touch it right so but a couple of the branches have actually come off their Their perches, so they're like all in different angles and stuff to where they usually are now. Yeah. Now I'm seeing my male and my female actually climbing around to different spots and sitting in different angles and stuff like that, where it's they're not usually in these sort of spots. They've always had their favourite spots, and now they're just all over the shop and repositioning and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. I'm like, I'm just going to leave this. It's a bit of exercise for you lot. Yeah. Let them
0: have
1: fun. Bit of
0: enrichment. (laughs) Yeah. Any, any, any. Matings, any anything like that with them, or you're not no sure. More no more matings. No more matings that I've seen. She's swelling up at all? Or...
1: I don't know. I I want to say yes, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm probably just that... reading into it. Yeah, you know. So she's not I'm sitting just... funny or anything like that. Nah, she. I did catch her one, one day where. She, yeah, I did. I did catch her one day where she was kind of sitting with like her, She was like openly coiled. So, yeah. she, she like almost had like a big loop dropped and I'm like,
2: oh,
1: looks pretty fat through there. You know, I tried to kind of like angle my head to see if I could see any like little egg bumps or anything through or, or any follicle bumps. But yeah, I don't know. If I get eggs, I get eggs. That's If not,
0: it's always next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm probably going to upset him by moving him. Yeah. So, you know. That's Hopefully it. not, but might- we'll see. You never know. Yeah.
0: You never know. If you're in the same enclosure and-
1: I'm not planning to touch the enclosure whatsoever. Yeah. Like I'm honestly, I'd, cons- no, I'd, I'd have to take him out of the enclosure and put him in bags because I'd hate for him to be sitting in oh, the enclosure yeah, and moving him. But you know, like I just want to try to not disturb him as much as possible. So yeah, if I can make that a quick trip, then I'll just make that a quick trip just to get that enclosure up there. and Yeah. And
0: settled. Yeah. yeah. I remember I moved with all my stuff. I was, I moved from, down here, and then I worked up in the mines up in the Hunter Valley for a bit. So I took everything up there. That was a nightmare. I just did there was one day. It was just I took all the animals up. I had like all the snakes were in bags, all the, all the enclosures in the back of a truck. I had the racks when I had all the knobtails, all them were in containers and just everything. All the animals were in the front seats, just buckled into the seat belts, and that was the like Yeah, I was just sweating driving out gun. Like, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash. <laughs> got up there, all good. But, um, yeah. Then, then I had to bring everything back. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I think at least like the exoterra Exo side of the room and stuff like that, that should be reasonably easy because at least they're all that kind of either 45 by 45 or 45 by 60 base. Yep. So I've got you these flatbed. Yeah, I've got these flatbed trolleys that are like pretty much 50 by 60 sort of trolleys so tell you what
0: they get those 45 by 60s get pretty heavy once you've
1: got a fair bit of soil in them yeah i've been trying to let a few things dry out yeah (laughs) just to try to get a little bit less moisture in the in the boxes the the ones that make me nervous is i've got a few that are 45 by 45 by 90 tall it's like those ones make me nervous so yeah just that extra height and stuff like that but i um yeah, I've got a couple of empty racks that I'm planning to put in place and then just transfer the tanks straight from the home and into there, straight there, so then I don't have to kind of have time there. You almost need one of those – Um,
0: have you seen those trolleys that they jack up? They're like a like almost like a flatbed trolley, but you can jack the trolley up and you can just yep. jack it up and slide it onto the rack. It might be worth hiring one of them
1: for a day. I got one at work, but they're so heavy themselves that yeah, you know, that's true. getting them in and out of places is such a mission.
0: But if you had got a lift and you can come straight out of the lift, straight into your unit, straight into the yeah. room, jack her up, Bob's your uncle.
1: Oh, That's what my wife's here to give me a hand with apparently. so <laughs> <laughs> She'll hate me after it. She'll yeah. absolutely hate me. But you yeah. know something that I am really keen to do and try out after I'm done and I've got everything in there, I actually want to get some of those big black uh, core flute sheets and cut them to sizes like light barriers and kind of box in the enclosures really nicely so you can just see the front of the enclosures. Yeah, I think they're like 12 bucks a sheet of Bunnings or something they're nothing. else around the other day. Yeah. yeah, they're nothing. But yeah, I definitely want to give that a crack and get it in tight or at least, at least up the top where the lights are. I'd like to at least do up the top there and zip tie that into place and stuff like that so it doesn't fall Makes down. a difference. Yeah. I mean, I cut up these EVA foam mats that I got and that works as well, but over a period of time, because I just kind of had them wedged up in there, it just, they just failed, fell down. down.
0: Yeah. yeah. So now that works to treat the um, core flute, and it's light, it's cheap. If it gets damaged, it doesn't cost you much. So and it just feels in that top section. Because I thought of building like hinged um, plywood, so I could, like, hinge it up, change all the light fittings, light globes. But then I was like, no, core flute will do the job. Yep so i didn't i wish i took pictures i never took pictures of it that was kind of towards so like i kind of got the room to where i wanted it and then it was like all right i'm going to start settling everything so you know i never really took pictures of the room the way i had it once it was all set up so i kind of wish i did because it looked good i had like it was basically floor to ceiling exoterra. like then there was probably i'd say a 60 mil no, a 100 mil gap between yeah. the last enclosure and the ceiling because like I can touch it, I could almost touch the ceiling sitting down. Like it's only that's small. Yeah, it's only I think it's two point. Yeah, it's a shed basically, like a, yeah, a wow. garage with a. I just put the roof in here because I wanted to insulate it, but I didn't want to line it all the way up high. So yeah, wow, it's literally the height of a standard door, almost a little bit
1: taller. I think it's I can't remember if it's two point one or if it's two point two. That's crazy. Yeah. I tell you something that is making me a little bit nervous about these herp rooms is in each bedroom there's like these monster fans, these ceiling fans. I'm not even kidding. They look like industrial fans. Like they're they're monsters. It'll be great for air circulation, don't get me wrong. But if I've got the fan on and I decide to stand on a ladder, <laughs> I might uh I might have a haircut to like mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh.
0: that's pretty funny yeah because i had a little step ladder in here for the top enclosures yeah like just to peek into the top of the exoterra because the bottom of it was probably i could it was a bit over eye level but if you had to do something in it you needed to get up that little bit extra high and i had my ringtails up high my cave geckos up high so it was always fun (laughs) (laughs) so i I always had the ladder for them but I enjoyed it having like no empty space. Like I just filled with tanks. It looked awesome. I, mean, I do miss that. Like, but that's kind of what I want to do with the bigger tanks and nicer enclosures is just fill the space with obviously geckos. You don't need the same space as you need for some snakes and for some monitors and for that kind of things. But um, yeah, it just, it was a nicely filled space. It looked good. Yeah. It was pretty functional because
1: everything was kind of around the walls. Um, Yeah. No, that's cool. I think I'm gonna definitely have to chop and change my rack decisions. You know how I was kinda of showing you that map last last yeah. week and stuff. I'm gonna to have to have a good play with that. Just different heights and stuff like that to see what I can get in where and I wanna see if I can like uh work in a row of thirty centimetre tall exoterras along a particular row just so that I don't end up with like little exoterras all over my desk and stuff like that with with critters in them. You know, I think that'd be a bit of a nightmare having a desk full of that, but Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no, Mitch, Mitch messaged me the other day. He goes, oh, so I hear you want some um, spin effects. So oh, the spin effects, Hoppy? I think they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whichever yeah. ones you are getting. I was yeah. like, either Luke messaged him or he listened to the podcast, one of the two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't message him, so he must oh, be listening. Oh, there
0: you go. He must be listening. He's probably Experiment listening true. now, having a laugh. <laughs> 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 so um, I didn't I say yes good. straight away. I didn't say yes straight away. I said I've got a few things I'd want to do first, but... I'd love to get some one day, that's for sure.
1: I'm keen, man. I'm so keen just to get them and and have like a different critter kicking around, you know, just a little bit out there. They're definitely cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) I can't get them yet though because not only will be in lockdown, but I still haven't got my mammal license. Yeah, right. I'm still trying to track this bandicoot down that's digging holes in my (laughs) (laughs) yard. No, I'll leave him be. He's just getting the grubs
0: out. No, nah, that's what I'm just I'm just gonna leave him. I just wanted to see him. That's all. Yeah. Because we've had a few um. Because we live like the lakes down the road, we get it, and the people next door used to have heaps of chickens. So we forget yep. the odd rat here and there, but um, gets up on the deck and eats the bird. Like I try and clean, I clean up literally every day. I try and clean up all the birds eat, but it just still comes to the deck where the bird cage is every like every couple of days, and I'm like, you bugger. Yep leaves its little markings on <laughs> <Yeah>. the deck because <laughs> my missus hates rats and mice like she can't native ones she doesn't mind like the native like those little those ones but normal rats and like mice can't do it yeah so I'll i have got to get don't... out there clean it up well, the golden retriever gets out there and tries to clean up all the poo first
1: but <laughs> i've got to stop him from eating it i didn't even know you had a dog
0: yeah i got a golden retriever He's, okay, so um, you got a
1: dog, you got a cat, yep, you got a galah, yep, two kids, yep, frogs, Boyd's tree, Boyd's uh, forest, forest dragons. Dragon. Anything else I'm missing here? No,
0: nah. we used to have the eclectus parrot,
1: we used to have the Ekki, ec- yep, yeah. What else do we have?
0: Obviously, when I had all the geckos, I had all the geckos,
1: like. It's funny cuz like as much as I know Jason, you know, on a day-to-day basis and stuff like that, even just knowing, you know, oh you you're a dog guy, you're a cat guy, you're whatever, you know, you guys are definitely animal nuts there, aren't you?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We only got the cat pretty recently, but I was I was never a cat, but I'm still I like the cat. I'm not going to lie, I do pat the cat, like, but I was never a cat person cuz I just don't like the whole domestic cats that have been let go and roaming yep. and you know wild cats that are now wreaking havoc on you know australia basically and all the wildlife but our cat doesn't leave it, it stays inside yeah uh, so we it can get on the deck during the day but it can't get off the deck like i've barricaded like i've lined the deck with perspex and stuff so i can't get out and get off the deck so yeah. it basically never leaves the house
1: yeah, that's like the so, cats that we've got here. They're indoor yeah. cats, unless they got supervised outdoor time. Yeah. Which is like supervised to the point where they can't jump on a lizard, sort of thing. So, yeah. You know,
0: and that, that was lot, my like one condition. Run. I said, if you want the
1: cat, it has to stay in the house. So,
0: yeah. but it was a rescue cat. So, we kind of did a bit for an animal anyway. So, yeah, that's it. But yeah, now we're all big animal people here.
1: It's, it's, I think it's a healthy household if you you fill it with animals, you know. It's definitely, it's educating your kids. It's, you know, enriching for your lives. You know, sometimes it can be a little bit too much work if you've overburdened yourself a little bit with it. But yeah, if you get a kick out of it, and like that's why I'm into it, it's, I find it so interesting to go and see different behaviors and watch these things and be able to see them. It's like your own little David Attenborough documentary every day when you can, especially like the reptile side of things. It's good just to unwind too. That was the one thing I'm, I'm, I missed when I have a yeah. larger collection just coming down and just spending time down here. Yeah. yeah. It's good to walk around. Like I always enjoy, especially during summer and stuff when it's a little bit warmer and the animals are active, like having a beer overnight and then yeah. you walk around and you watch everything just like hunting like mad or, you know, cruising around the enclosures, sending themselves mental. That's why I can't traumatic. wait for the frogs to start going. Oh, you love it. I love yeah. frogs calling. So like I even I. The, the perons that were, or the perons that we, um, get out here in the backyard used to drive everyone mental and I'd be out there with the head torch on in the middle trying of a rainstorm them. with a beer in one hand trying to find them, you know, absolutely loving it.
0: That's what we oh, did oh, at the front, me and the little fella. I we was trying to find that one. Then I found him and then every night he's like, "Quick, go see the frog? And every day you now he's in the yard now as soon as I get home, he's like, go see the froggies, go see the lizards. I'm like, yeah, mate, let's go. Bring him awesome. in. He obviously he wants to feed him every day. I'm like, no, mate, you can't feed him. Then like <laughs> they'll get fat. <laughs> like, but you know, it's good because I usually try and mist them every day almost just to keep the soil on that, you know, relatively moist. Yeah. And he loves that. So he'll probably get a bit disappointed when I hook the mist
1: king up. <laughs> I will. Well, at least if you set it up to a time that you know you're there or he can press the button and make it rain for yeah. a bit. Yeah, you know? oh, he'll
0: love that actually. If I had showed him how to press the button, every time I come here go, push the button, push the button and I'd have to turn yep. it on and just let it rain for a bit. So <laughs> how do you find setting? Because obviously when I had the mist king set up, the largest enclosure I had it on was a 60 by 60, but I had two nozzles in it and all my smaller ones, I had one nozzle. How do you find having a larger, like obviously because I've got this Boyd's enclosure that's huge yeah, and then I've got the 60 by 45s. So I'll have more nozzles in the Boyd's one. But how do you go for time-wise? Did you have any issues or have you got them set up in larger enclosures or have you only got to set up in smaller
1: ones? Well, I I don't... uh... So, at the moment, I've got my Miss King set to, I think it's on for a minute in the morning. Yeah. And like 15 seconds of a night. So, yeah. it gets like a little spray at night. Um, and I honestly think that's too much for a lot of my enclosures. I think it's a little bit too too intense.
0: I think Wait. I did for 45 seconds and maybe, I think I only did it once a day, 45 seconds in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, Okay. Yeah, so I think that's something that I'll change when I move. Is I'll actually put it on for an evening rather than a morning. Or yeah. if I do it in the morning, it might be for like fifteen seconds or something like that, just to kind of create that you know morning dew sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but with the Boyd's enclosure that I built, I don't have that plugged into the Misking yet. Um, yeah. I was waiting until I moved to kind of rewire it all and stuff or re- replumb it all. Uh, but I did create four nozzles. Yeah. Okay. Enclosure. So I did two two points down and then i teed them off into four nozzles so there's like kind of two two pairs of nozzles on the side of the enclosure so i can muck around with those a little bit and and angle them and stuff like that but i think um i was even talking to mitch about this the other day he sent me a link to something on amazon there was some sort of like automation watering system so instead of it actually being like a misting system it was a a watering system to water the actual plants rather than create a mist in the environment yeah um which I mean, I, I do water my plants anyway, just with a hand mister every now and then. If I think that they're they're needing it or whatever, I'll just walk around and mm. you know concentrate some water around the base of the plants. Um, which I definitely plan to do this Boyd's enclosure when it's first rooting in. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I think a minute in total is probably a little bit too hectic mm. in a day for some of the smaller terrariums. I find that they can get a little bit boggy after a while. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I, I never did it that long, but um,
0: but yeah, I'll, I'll probably might chuck similar amount of nozzles in this one, I think. Yeah, I, I sold all my nozzles there.
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where they are.
0: Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but now nah, yeah. I've still got a couple here, enough to do. I think I've got
1: four here, maybe. Have you got enough to get away with that? Yeah. Yep. Worst case, once I'm set up and I know what I need. If I've got spares or whatever, like that I'll just sell them back to you. Yeah. Either other. Or, or we'll work something out. Yeah.
0: So but um I just gotta make sure this misking works. I hope right. it does, because otherwise I'm gonna feel um, bad about having I know that I know the pump does. I know it does, because I had I have mean, tested both pump both pumps. Because I, I had an issue when I had my Miss King set up. I thought it was the pump. So I swapped the pump over and it didn't work. And I'm like, what the heck? And then like no water was coming through. So I thought the pump wasn't pumping, but there was actually, you can get a solenoid that attaches before the pump. Right. So it shuts the water off. So no, it's basically so you don't have like run through the pipe, um, but it, the solenoid was stuffed. So basically it wasn't letting the water through. So then I'd swap the pump back because I knew both pumps work. So, but you got the newer pump.
1: Yeah. I sent okay. you all the
0: stuff. So the one I had's an older one.
1: Fair enough. Hey, yeah. you've got one of the new timers though as well, don't you? Yes. Yeah, I've still got yeah. the timer. Yeah. They're unreal, those timers. Yeah, they're pretty funky.
0: Yeah, it's sure. pretty cool. Look, it's good to have a
1: little blue light in the room and
0: this and that. Yeah. And took me a while to work out, but once you got it
1: worked out, it's so easy to use. It's no different from the analog one that they do. The other the or sorry, not the analog, the old digital timer that they do. It's just like a new updated version of that. But it's just
0: handy having that that screen. Like, not like you don't have to go over to the timer at the plug on the wall and play yeah. with it. You can have the pump. I can't remember how long the lead is, the cord. It's, yeah, it's massive. It's huge. So, you could have that pump like a couple of meter, a meter or two away, and yeah. have you out the front and have the pump off down behind in a cupboard or something in a big reservoir. Yeah, that. And you don't have to go down and adjust the the pump
1: down there. Yeah. You can actually do it all from from out the front. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. No, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to having it all set up and I think even as I'm just kind of talking to you on this episode, like I'm just getting ideas in my head about how I'm going to put things and stuff and how I'm going to rewire everything there. But yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. I'm excited to finally get in there and and have this space and, you know, be able to show it off and and stuff like that as well. And, you know, because it becomes your pride and joy.
0: Oh, definitely. Especially when people come over and they like... I remember we had friends come over and I think I might have told you this. I can't remember if I told someone, but her brother keeps kept um the she, so she was from America originally. Yeah. She met a, a guy, a mate I knew for years. He went over to Canada and they met, was in Canada? I think they met in Canada or something. She ended up moving over in here and they got married. But um, so, of course, she's from the US. Reptiles are huge over there. So she basically seen all the pet shops with reptiles and that. She come in here and heard like jaw was just like, oh my God. And she was just like taking pictures, and because her brother had a, um,
1: I think he had a
0: maybe a leopard gecko and a chameleon or something. I think he had. Yep. So she's just sending all these pictures to him, like of like obviously like all the Aussie stuff. But um, yeah, like the people just come in, and they're just like, oh, it just looks awesome, just you yeah. know plants and enclosures and stuff like that. So it just makes me want to get a few more things and a few tanks set up, but obviously it's time and money depending <laughs> so, that's it but um no i get these these couple of things set up properly first and then i'll go from there probably start knocking up a um roughy enclosure you reckon that's next done that, right? i'd say so yeah i mean they oh. pop up pretty often so i'd like it ideally an older older pair not old pair but you know yielding older so I yeah. can, you know straight into a decent size enclosure
1: um I got as um, dealings, and I thought that was a good age, actually. Yeah, it's you know they're established. You don't really have to muck around with feeding and all that sort of stuff if they're a bit of a painful, painful feeder or whatever. And they were bulletproof. I kept them in a tub for I don't know, maybe about six months or so before I actually got them into an enclosure. But have you yeah. got a pair or? Yeah, well, hopefully I haven't yeah. sexed them myself. One was sexed as a hundred percent male. The other one was. um wasn't popping. Uh, okay, yeah. So, probable female. Could still be a male. Yeah. They seem quite content with each other. So.
0: Never seen sperm plugs or anything.
1: No. Yeah. Oh, so, who knows? Oh, I just, okay. like, they were just one of those things that I wanted ruffies. Yeah. You know, and it's like you say, you know, if they if they happen to be a pair and they breed, awesome. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, I'm just
0: enjoying keeping them. Yeah, so that, that'll probably be the next thing I think, and then yeah. I'll try and I'll probably knock up an enclosure for um, some green tree pythons next. Because yeah. I mean, like, obviously, exoterras they you can come by them pretty easy. I've got a, I know in the, my storage shed I found a um, ninety long by sixty high exoterra. Oh, no. So you know, if I've stumbled across some chameleon geckos, I've got an enclosure there. Oh, I'd like to go higher though. I'd like to go a ninety high them and just give them that extra bit of height and just see what what they do what sort
1: of floor space do you reckon they need uh
0: you could do a pair in um they're not a large although you've seen like you haven't you haven't actually seen them but i think i told you last week you Mm. could get away a um 60 high 45 45 for a pair but i think that's a i had some in there and they did fine Mm. because i had a pair that i've moved into a larger enclosure and the female just, yeah, I think she was stressed too much. I'd moved her back into the 60 high, 45, 45. Yeah. She was good. Uh,
2: Cool.
0: So I kept single, single, um, I mean, you could keep a pair in there, but I kept a single in that. But I reckon I kept my pairs in the 90 long, 60 high, 45 deep. But i just like to go a little bit higher. I'd like to go a 90 high.
1: Do you reckon Just like a 90 them. by 90 Exotera would be overkill?
0: Yeah, probably. But like, there's if, no in like, between though. No. You could do yeah. a, a 60 by 90 high, it'd be probably yeah perfect. But it's saying, I don't know. Oh Yeah, probably yeah. overkill. I don't know. It's hard to say. But then again, like would it be? Might not be. It depends how much plant, like how much climbing space they've got and all this and that.
1: like. Um, we'll see with some animals too like the thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration is like you know as much as you can provide them the most spectacular massive elaborate enclosure that mimics their native habitat if they can't catch their food in it it's no good to them exactly so they need to be able to hunt and they need to be able to catch what they need to eat to survive so yeah. that's something that i think a lot of people don't take into consideration sometimes with certain species
0: but see so you could have a you know, like a like a sixty high forty five forty five you could keep a pairing, mm. definitely. I had and they'd bred. Because so I said the female didn't no, I didn't want to move the female into the male's enclosure. So I put the male in and they bred. But if you have more surface area in that space for them to use, then there's a lot more enclosure for them to use, so to speak. Like yeah. you know, if you just had a couple of like logs or sticks in there. And the background that's you know, you're not utilizing that whole space. You've got all this dead space that you can't use. Yeah. But if you've got some plants in there and some sticks, like a lot more sticks and vertical, horizontal, everywhere, joining sticks, they'll use a lot more. But um
1: And then if you were to throw like a three dimensional background on there that's actually three sided on the, the enclosure too, like there's more usable space there too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I found they tended to not really climb the background though so they well, were that's, more, that
1: species definitely
0: yeah they were more um like leaf tails would but they were yep. more just on on thin sticks like the thickness of your finger it was yep. what they'd prefer so i had a lot of upright a couple to go to cross so they could walk between but they generally stick to the same sticks
1: yeah um
0: i think i had some pictures on of the enclosures when i was setting up but i ended up putting more sticks in there um on my instagram but um yeah, you could keep preparing something like that. But ideally, like a 60 by 60 would be perfect too. But giving them that little bit, I'd reckon a 60 by 60, no, 60 by 45 by 90 higher would probably be probably be perfect, I reckon. That little bit
1: extra height, bigger, bigger floor space. I would like to try them out one day. One yeah. day. You know, there's always those animals that are on the one day list and I find mm. that, you know, they are a really interesting critter. Yeah. They're rum yeah. very unique. No, I, I definitely um, I definitely find that the the leaf tails they love having all that extra space to run around those three dimensional backgrounds on. Like they're <laughs> the cornudas and the yebbera, they're just all over it. They yeah. use every single inch. You always find them in different spots,
0: and you'll hear them scurry across that um, the tile pointing.
1: Oh yeah, claws yeah. Yeah, it sounds wicked too because yeah. it's just like as soon as you walk into the room and you flick the light on, you can just hear it going everywhere. It just sounds like almost like paper crinkling or something like that as they're yeah. just dragging their bodies across it. there's like, no, nah, we're out of here. Yeah. I'll tell
0: you what, they move pretty quick too. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You go to pick them up during the day and they're like slow as all hell. Yeah. You go in there at night and it's another story. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: almost like a switch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just checking out those enclosures that you had for your chameleon geckos. They're yeah. pretty mad. That um, that soil that you used on top, oh, that's so black.
0: That is a just a native potting soil, uh, not native. A um, what's it called? Um, just a organic um potting soil from local nursery. Yeah, right. I mix some sand in and bark and sphagnum moss and.
1: It just looks like pitch black. I've just never yeah. seen it all that dark. That's cool.
0: But um, no, it was good. It was actually looked really black. And the good thing was is it come loaded with worms and all that kind of stuff in it. So Yeah, sick. So you didn't even have to do anything to it, really. No, I just chucked some springtails in there, really. That's all I did. Got a bit of bark yeah. in there, a bit of um sphagnum moss and a little bit of sand so that it was would drain a little bit easier.
1: That's definitely something that I'm going to do when I move into this new place is I'm going to build myself a DIY worm farm for sure. Yeah. But like a bigger upscale version to what I did previously. I just bought
0: one from Bunnings, just the plastic one. It's got the drain in the bottom of it and everything. Yeah. So yes, like you just add the, if like it comes with two two levels to it. So you got the first level for when you start out and then once it starts to get full and you get more worms, you add the second level on and they migrate into the second level as well. And then you got the tap on the bottom so you can drain all the all the way out and there's you mix it with some stuff and then you got a fertilizer. Yeah. So I might have to do that. Yeah. It was just, oh, I think oh, I can't remember the price, but like I, I literally got the worms. Bucks or something like I think it was, yeah. And then a box of worms, box of a thousand worms. Yeah. It was like twenty bucks or something. Literally yeah. come home, set it all up, mix it all in, good to go. Done. And then you got yeah, and then we just get a chuck of the compost in there almost too. Like all food scraps, and
1: I have to do it. I just have to yep. do it because I think I've got a good tax return coming, so maybe that's something that I'll actually put towards it. Um, yeah, because even having the worm farm, like I got, I don't, I don't know if I told you, but I got some archer fish in with my with Loki. I think you told me, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they'd really love to get into those worms and stuff too, yeah, definitely. So, anyway. Yeah. What do you reckon, mate? Do you reckon we call it a night?
0: Sounds good to me, mate. Sounds good to me. Well,
1: thank you, everyone, for joining in and listening us waffle on about reptiles for the last hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> we've
0: got a good guest next week,
1: so who wants to listen to us to waffle on? <laughs> yeah. I'm super excited for next week. Yeah, same. I'm sure. I'm sure said guest is going to have plenty of good stories for us to to listen to, and I'm sure we'll be busting our guts to want to try to get out of. Out of New South Wales afterward. Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave you all on that cliffhanger. So, guys, we'd like to say a massive thanks to Eric and Owen and the rest of the NPR crew for having us. If you'd like to contact them, it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.com and email them at info at moreliapythonradio.com. As far as contacting us and our social media platforms, you can email us at australianherptoculture at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. See more of what Jason is up to. Make sure to follow him on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. For myself, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Teespring under Beach Scaly Beasts. We hope to have you back next week for another episode of the Australian hope to Culture Podcast. Good night, guys. Good night.